We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. It is Monday morning, October 17th. The month is flying by, and we are deep in the heart of the NFL regular season, and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always, for these morning shows, Scott Kennedy. Scott, happy Victory Monday to you, my friend, over there for the Falcons fans. Maybe we'll Chelsea have a 2-0. Chelsea as well. Yes, uh, absolutely. So Scott's living on uh, cloud nine right now. And uh, I'm sitting here a ball of uh, anxiety for uh, tonight's game against the Chargers as the Broncos head to Los Angeles to face the three and two Chargers for the Broncos with a chance to not only knock the Chargers to three and three, but have the Broncos join the plethora of teams across the NFL right now at 500. Uh, Scott, how you doing? I know you had a busy day yesterday, but man, enjoyable Falcons game. Yeah, I, uh, I like it when you know, you talk down and you you don't mind being wrong about people exceeding expectations. You don't you don't mind being wrong about that. When you start hearing folks in our positions get a little mad, it's when you talk somebody up and then they flop badly. I, uh, you know, so um, that's when you see folks starting to get a little, you know, and that's one of the problems you see with the Denver Broncos. It's like, well, why is everybody clowning on the Broncos so hard? Because a lot of them are gassing them up. And when you've got those takes in the background gassing up a team and then they're flopping, you, it, it makes you look bad. And you start taking it out on them basically every chance you can get. Um, but there's one way to fix that. It's still early. Still, it doesn't feel like it at times, but it's still early in the season. And, uh, you know, you're one win away from feeling like everything's right as rain again. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we're getting at it. And the AFC, you know, the AFC picture right now is a little bit up in the air. How about the AFC South having two teams with winning records? Who would have thought Titans at three and two, the Colts, man, that one's bitter three, two and one uh, should have been the Broncos. The Colts ended up making the Jags look pretty poor yesterday. Well, Ravens. what's interesting is the, 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 the Colts were, you know, and we'll talk about, you know, how quickly can it turn around? You got a new quarterback. There's been a lot of parallels uh, drawn between the Colts with Matt Ryan and the Broncos with Russell Wilson. The Colt, the, the two lowest scoring teams in the NFL were the Colts and Broncos coming into the weekend. The, the, the Colts just hung 34 on the Jaguars. They got shut out in week two. Shut out. Goose mm-hmm. egg. Zero. And they hung 34 on them yesterday, just three weeks later. So, yes, it can turn around. It can get going. Part of it was, you know, rookie receivers. Alec Pierce is stepping up and being a baller as, you know, six weeks into the year. He's not really a rookie anymore. 
Um, you know, and, and the other part of it is your, your aging quarterback, your old dog, learning some new tricks. And it, it worked well for, again, a team that was horrendous just three weeks ago, puts up 34 points three weeks later. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Shout out to Dennis Sanchez coming in and Dom, or my friend Dom Hermio, coming in over on Facebook, giving the thumbs up. We appreciate you guys so much. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you click the thumbs up on your way in. And let's say hello to some folks. Dave Glassman. Oh, first Addison Rychick coming in one ninety nine, uh, saying if the Broncos lose, do you think it's fire sale time? I think the Broncos, if it is a fire sale, they're going to press right up against the trade deadline, which I believe is November first off the top of my head not far away but you have three games between now and then and that's for the broncos mm-hmm. um so you're gonna you'll probably wait until after the uh, jags game unless somebody offers you a deal that's uh too good to turn down like if somebody comes in and offer let's say you lose this game badly and you suffer another injury and somebody comes in and offers you a knock on wood on the injury front um i don't even have wood there on the lean back Okay, we're good. Uh, that's no one. Knock on plaster, right? No. Um, let's say you have an injury like that and you lose badly this week and somebody comes and offers you a first-round pick for Bradley Chubb. You'd rather have Bradley Chubb, but you also if the season's lost, you probably need to start to chip away at the capital, so you'd have to at least consider it. But uh, fire sale? I do not think so. Also, when it comes to a fire sale, who are the Broncos' tradable assets right now that you could actually get value for? Uh, Bradley Chubb's number one, maybe Draymond Jones is another one. And then Jerry Judy question mark after that, it's, you know, you're talking about getting late day three picks. Yeah. And, and then a lot of it also becomes, you know, your contract situation. Some of the guys are unmovable, you know, yep. Oh, we should trade Russell. Those are, I, I've said before, I, I use it as kind of, this is on you, Addison. This is just, you know, this guy, he's, he's old. He's always hurt. He's overpaid and he's underperforming. We should trade him. Wait, what? Yeah. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Typically, when you're going to trade somebody, you have to trade somebody you don't want to lose. Justin Simmons. His contract doesn't really make sense to trade either. He's one of those ones. Like Typically, when I think of value in trades, it's guys who are at the end of their rookie contract because that's mm-hmm. like typically when they're going to be at their best. They're cheap. They don't have a lot of dead cap yet left. So saying, guys- and that's where I just start looking is really the dead cap number. Yeah. You know, because you can you can you can finagle, okay, I'm going to eat half of this and send you half. So the salary isn't necessarily as big of a concern because a lot of it's base and most of the salary is tied up in bonuses anyway. Yeah. So it's the dead cap number uh, that I really look at when we're, we're talking about this. And, uh, oh, I have to scroll down. I forgot down to injured reserve for um, Justin Simmons. And, 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 yeah, his dead cap number for this year is $30 million. Yeah. So it's, it's – uh, it's way too much. It becomes next year. It goes his cap is eighteen versus a dead cap of ten. Um, so you know that's very very similar to our friend Garrett Bowles yeah. uh, at left tackle, almost to the dollar. Yep, two similar contracts there. Uh, but f- as far as fire sale, the three names that I think the Broncos could probably get the most return on. Uh, well, you could get a lot for Patrick Sertan. You're not trading Patrick Sertan. Good God. Uh, but Bradley Chubb's number one then it's a coin flip between Jerry Judy and uh, Draymond Jones. All three of those guys, I think, can get you uh, top 100 picks. Maybe even Bradley Chubb could get you the Von Miller special of two second-round picks or a second and third, whatever it was. But uh, not yet. We are putting the cart well before the horse because the Broncos are going to win tonight. 
And uh, we're not going to have to worry about that. But Dave Glassman coming in. Good to see you, Dave. We appreciate you. We got Leonard coming in saying we need the win tonight. Denver Broncos for life. Let's ride. Absolutely. We got our guy Mac85 City coming in saying good morning, gents. It's been a minute, but I'm back. I think once he left, we started losing. So it's good to have you back, Mac. The uh, lucky charm. Uh, say I always listen on Spotify on my way home, though. That's good. And that's, I mean, that's one of the great things about this stream. You can listen to it later. Obviously, we prefer to have you guys here live to join the interaction in the chat and contributing that way so we can talk with you. But uh, we are found Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, where you can listen after the fact as well. Uh, we got Jay saying the Broncos' chance is right in front of them. Big game for the standings and a game for the Broncos to be one game out in the AFC West. Uh, pivoting here before we move to the Chargers as well. How about those Bills, baby? Patrick Mahomes, man. Nothing warms my soul like seeing Patrick Mahomes looking like he's about to cry. Uh, just I, I'm, he, I know he's a likable character, but he's on all the commercials, and it's just I'm, I'm so annoyed uh, by the Chiefs' dominance in the NFL media, tripping over themselves for him. Uh, good to see Josh Allen get the head-to-head win against them, and good to see that Bills team go into Arrowhead and come out with a win 24-20. Chiefs are... Pro- definitely still the class of the AFC West, but I don't think they're the juggernaut uh, that they were a couple seasons ago on offense and even defense. So uh, maybe the Broncos can chip away at that uh, losing streak against the Chiefs right now, but the Broncos got to start playing better ball. Yeah, you're talking about it's a it's a big week. You know, yeah. it is the the Chargers are susceptible. You know, the 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 AFC West isn't the juggernaut four juggernaut teams that people were predicting at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Things change. What a shock. Um, so go in, like I said, you're one win away from feeling really good again. Um, unfortunately two and four starts feeling really bleak. Yeah. It's not over. It's a long season, 17 games, but two and four is going to feel pretty rough on national TV again. You know, that was the, the Russell Wilson tax of, Hey, the Broncos are going to have Russell Wilson. They're going to be a very watchable team, a very marketable team. Um, and so far they haven't looked good. No, yeah, not at all. Jeremy, Sean, good morning. Happy Monday. Hoping for a happy Tuesday. Absolutely. Kevin Gray saying, morning, Broncos country. Next, Scott, I'm kind of tired of all the negative talk. I need to be more positive. I just want to see improvement every week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God, not getting injured would be an improvement this week. Um, Rob Buxbaum coming in saying good morning, good morning, good morning. Game day in Broncos country. Chase Walner also saying another good day of football yesterday. It was a good day of football besides the the game last night was a little bit. It was over quickly. Dallas kind of chipped back, but not a great game. Um, Bama X coming in here saying good morning and happy Monday, Broncos country. Hopefully tonight won't be another national embarrassment for us. I don't think it will be. Uh, I think. Okay, so Scott, I think this game, the Broncos are actually going to lean more heavily into the run game, and I think it's going to look pretty good. They've had a week uh, to get the offensive line looking better. This this is not a great Chargers team against the run. Uh, They want to live in their too high world without, you know, rotating a safety down to play cover one or cover three. They want to live in a nickel uh, formation. So I think this is a game where the Broncos got a chance to get the run game right. I am hearing that Quinn Miners is going to be back, which should help the unit as well. The big question is Billy Turner. If Billy Turner plays, you see him at right tackle with uh, Cam Fleming switched over to left tackle. If Billy Turner doesn't play, I think you see Cam Fleming at right tackle with uh, Anderson at left tackle. Oh, there's this Chargers team is just so dangerous on offense. You know, mm-hmm. they, yeah, I mean, Cleveland gashed them 213 yards, almost seven yards of carry and three touchdowns. Yeah, you should be leaning into the running game for sure. Set up some of those yeah. big pass plays. Absolutely. But, the Chargers also ran for 240 yards in that game too. So yeah. they can beat you on the ground. They can beat you in the air. If it all comes together for them, which we have a history of seeing, we know it can, they they become a really tough beat um, just because of the explosiveness on offense. And I'm going to disagree with you a tad on the Chargers run game. Um, they did have a great game against Cleveland, but before that they were 31st in the NFL mm-hmm. in rushing offense DV away. They had a great explosive performance against the Cleveland Browns who are horrible against the run, but the broader sample size would suggest that the Chargers are not doing well running the football uh, so far this season. Now, granted, Corey Lindsley being out, Corey Lindsley being back in, that, I mean, he's one of the best centers in football and healthy. That can make a significant difference for that unit. But for me, the thing that makes this game the most scary for the Broncos is that Justin Herbert can go nuclear. He's Mm -hmm. one of the six quarterbacks in the NFL that when he goes unconscious, doesn't matter what you're doing around him he's making throws and making plays that are video game uh worthy now he's not josh josh allen patrick mahomes level right now but uh, he's right behind them uh, in my opinion so and this is the best fight by far the best quarterback the broncos will have faced so far this season the broncos so far have faced the 27th toughest defensive schedule according to football outsiders gets a lot tougher uh against justin herbert luckily for the broncos um does I think, is it official? Keenan Allen, not going to go this week. He might be back for week seven, but the Broncos coverage assignments get a little bit easier with Keenan Allen out because then it's the the Mike Williams show. You got a Mike Williams eraser in theory in Patrick Sertan. Yeah, it's hard to shut anybody down if you're quarterback. If, 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 if Justin Herbert is playing well and Mike Williams is playing well, it doesn't matter who your cornerback is. It just yeah. doesn't. Um, it's an offensive league. Um, hopefully, you know, the, the key there is just just make your tackles. You know, don't give up yards after the catch. You know, having that 12-yard out and then slip a tackle and go for another 30, that's what kills you, not the 12-yard out. That happens. Give it to them. Nickels and dimes. Um, a well-thrown out route, a good, you know, it's just, it's undefensible. Mm-hmm. So, again, a lot of this depends on how Justin Herbert is playing. Lawrence coming in, always playing well for us. Says, good morning, everybody. Just waking up on this beautiful Monday. And really isn't how much it takes to have a birthday party for your young ones. Yes, it does. It's a lot of work. How did I spend $850 so far and only have a decent party? I get why these players need bank. To quote the great Patrick Ewing as the players were locked out of the uh, NBA in 1998, yeah, we make a lot of money. 
we spend a lot of money. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, they're expensive. Hope you have, worth every penny of it though. The, uh, the memories and stuff are great. So, um, happy birthday. Naj coming in, coming in or appreciate you being here. Naj. Hey brother, psychologically, the Broncos play the chargers with a lot of confidence and belief. I'm most concerned about stopping Eckler. I saw Gordon is hurt. What are your keys to winning running the ball in Wilson? Keys to winning. I mean, God, it's, I think the, the Iowa Hawkeye in me is so, uh, entrenched at this point that what's my number one key to winning football games scoring points <laughs> outside of scoring points the number one uh count or statistic that is the most attributable to winning football games is turnovers so the broncos if they can protect the football this week that's looking at you melvin gordon looking at you russell wilson in the red zone uh and take the ball away uh, from the Chargers, which, you know, we've seen a lot of forced fumbles so far this season. The, the ball has not bounced the Broncos' way in that regard, unfortunately. It'd be nice if the ball would bounce away and somebody could just scoop and score. God, that little jealous of the Falcons this week again with that going on. But uh, turnover battle, I think, is my biggest key to victory. Um, but it's a tough game. you got to keep Justin Herbert uh, under pressure. He's been one of the worst quarterbacks this year against the Blitz. This is not a great Chargers offensive line right now with Rashawn Slater out at tackle. I think Pipkins is also hurt. So your edges should be able to get pressure. They want to live with a quick pass game, but uh, should be a fun game. And I think the Broncos, if they can run the ball efficiently against this Chargers team, should be able to move the rock. Uh, the question then becomes, can you punch it in in the red zone instead of getting field goals? Yeah, and Naj, thank you for the super chat, my friend. I'm with you on this one, running the ball. And it's it's not even just so much running the ball. But it's avoiding the three and outs. There's been way, way, way too many of them. If you're not scoring, at least change field position. At least give your defense a breather. Uh, at least put some pressure on the other team where you're beating them up a little bit in the running game. So winning first down. I know these are all cliches, but they're cliches for a reason because there are the keys. You got to win the turnover battle. Yeah, we heard that a million times. Well, it's true. It's still yeah. true. So for me, running the ball, winning first down, getting yourself into some third and shorts, extending some drives. Again, even if you're not scoring, you beat the 49ers without scoring, but you beat them by living in their half of the field for 60 minutes and pinning them within the 10 and making them go the length of the field. Now, Herbert's better than Garoppolo, but their defense isn't as good as the 49ers. Um, so at least avoid the three. And I'm going to just try and say that. Avoid all of the other cliches and just say avoid the three and outs winning field position, helping to win time of possession, wearing them down a little bit and getting into an offensive rhythm. All of that comes by, you know, is part of one of the effects of all of that is, is avoiding the three and outs. Appreciate you, Naj. Yeah. Thank you so much, Naj. Yeah. It'll be interesting. You mentioned the three and outs. The Broncos so far this season are the third worst team in the entire NFL and three and outs per drive. They're averaging a three and out almost 30% of their possessions, which is not great. The only teams that are worse so far this season are the Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. So hopefully that'll improve. Uh, Aaron P coming wow, in saying, Tennessee, look, really? And they have a winning record. Yep. Small sample size. Things will kind of yeah. normalize here, but uh, we'll see. Aaron P coming in saying, look what Vaughn is doing while in, uh, George Gregory is injured again. Great move, George. The thing about Gregory versus Vaughn is that this Broncos team, unfortunately, does not look like a team that is uh, in the Bills category. And Vaughn got a massive deal for long term. You have a lot more flexibility with the Gregory deal. Luckily, it's essentially a two-year deal. Younger uh, Vaughn is incredible. Happy to see what he's doing with the Bills. 
we saw Von Miller being on this team with a big contract the last few years did. Uh, so it's didn't make a, a lick of difference uh, for this team's win and loss record. So I'm not ready to bury George Payton for this move yet. No, I, I like this comment, Aaron. That's one of the reasons I, I brought it up and I was kind of searching around while Nick was doing some introductions and stuff just to just to kind of confirm what I was looking at. But basically, Randy Gregory is not young. He turns 36 in a couple of days. I mean, 30 in a couple oh of days. Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah, no, he's not yeah, young. 30 in a, in a couple of days. Um, so he's not necessarily young. But Vaughn got twice as much money to go to a team that is a Super Bowl favorite. This wasn't on George Payton. This one's on Von Miller and the Buffalo Bills. They paid him double. And and they're considered the odds on favorite for the Super Bowl coming into the season. You're not you're not you're not beating up somebody for a free agent for that. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, I don't I don't put that on George Payton. Um that's a that's a big risk for um and his payoff he's got six sacks so far as a designated pass rusher. He is doing what they have brought him in to do. It worked for the Rams last year too. But again, he's there on a, a three-year deal with him, and they paid him double the money that you paid Randy Gregory. Yeah, you weren't going to beat the Bills for Von Miller, not with that deal. Uh, yep, it's Gregory played great uh, when he was healthy. Um, hopefully, he'll be back soon. And luckily, the Broncos have some depth at edge, but need to get gather more data on that one to see how it plays out. But the Bills paid him a crazy money for uh, the length and how, how old Von Miller is. He's still incredible. God, it was great to see him uh, beating up the Chiefs yesterday, and it makes sense for the the Bills window. Uh, he probably Wright, enjoyed that a little bit more than most of the Bills fans, Bills players oh, did too. <laughs> God, that was great. Yeah, God going in there hadn't beat one in Arrowhead since 2015, um, so it's good to see that. Luke Wright saying good morning, Nick and Scott. It's game day. We got Glenn Harris saying never trade Sertan. Really hope he's with us for the next 10 years. If you're trading Sertan, it's because things have gotten horrible, and it's like two or three years down the line, and you are in a full on resell, and somebody's offering you a Jalen Ramsey two first round picks kind of package. Yeah. It wouldn't be this year for sure. It, no, again, two it years, would be a, a total rebuild with one year left on his rookie deal. And he has given you any, every indication that he ain't coming back. I'm yeah. not signing again, franchise tag me and I'm still not playing anymore. So no, we would not advocate for, for Glenn. We're not advocating for, no. for trading a young all pro corner. No way. That's a building block. Yeah. I mean, he might be the best cornerback in football uh, so far this season. I know some people on Football Outsiders have been saying that. So, uh, no, not happening. Uh, Dom coming in here saying, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Good job on the win yesterday for your Falcon, Scott. Let's have some mile high magic in Los Angeles or Denver West, if you will. Broncos country West. A lot of orange in the stands today, I'm sure. Well, we got Tim Durr coming real, in here. Real saying, quick on that one, I want to say, was that who was that that came in? Was it, was it Dom? Yeah, it was Dom. The, the Falcons are making me look contradictory when I'm talking between the Falcons and the Broncos, because I've, I've been critical of the Broncos for expecting a scheme to make the current players on the offensive line better. Well, it, it, it has for the Falcons. They, they didn't really change. I guess they changed their center. They, they changed their center and then they brought in, they replaced the worst left, the worst offensive guard in football. So I guess they did make two changes, but internal and then a Eli Wilkinson former right tackle Denver Broncos and they have exponentially improved on the offensive line this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming and his facility shines 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Um, So they're making me look contradictory on that, where the Broncos kind of expected the same players with the exception of bringing in Billy Turner and, and, and Quinn Miners being a full-time starter, but there's your two, you know, so maybe when they come in, it will help everything the way, and there's your, your hope for it. Cause the, I, you say it a zillion times, X's and O's it's the Jimmy's and Joe's. Well, it hasn't been for the Falcons. That's what's so crazy to me. That's why I picked them to be two and 15 because they didn't have enough resources to change the Jimmy's and Joe's, but they're playing at an exponentially better level. So a couple changes on that offensive line that you had planned on coming in this season, if and when they eventually happen, Billy Turner, (laughs) could make a huge difference. It has for Atlanta. Yeah. Got to get healthy on there. Missing way too many uh, quality players on that offensive line right now and just not playing well. Uh, Thank you so much, Tom. Tim Durr in the house. Morning, fellas. It's up Broncos country. Not too much. Ashton game day, maybe the last game that matters. Don't say that uh, two and four. The season's not over, but this is a borderline must win. Uh, Jay Valentine says the Broncos got versus jets. Uh, then London Jag Scott will be there by week at Titans versus Raiders. One, two, three, four. Next four games are all winnable. The last five games have been winnable and we're two and three. So something's got to change. It's not the schedule. That's going to make the difference here for the Broncos. It's can the Broncos figure it out on offense. Uh, one of the worst teams in football and third down so far this season the worst team in football in the red zone. Uh, Got to get better. The defense, I think, according to EPA per play, is the second best in all of football uh, entering this week. But they can't get it done when the offense is this inefficient, inept, uh, just uh, venomless uh, right now. You know, Scott mentioned earlier, third downs. Broncos lead the NFL, I think, in punts so far this season. Not a stat that you want to be leading in. So got to get better there. Luckily that you'd have to think at least a little bit, they can't get much worse on the offensive side of the football. have had 11 days to get it right. Quinn Miners should be back tonight. Uh, a lot of goddamn injuries, but hopefully they get better. Uh, Franklin Peterson, $5 saying they paid Von double the money because he will get double the games. Gregory will. He might because Gregory's essentially on a two-year contract. Um, and this is one reason, you know, you're talking about the Broncos. We talk about Chubb being just making fun of the health. And I, I know, I know. I think it's funny. <laughs> I like it, Franklin. But uh, you have a Gregory two-year deal. Everybody eager to trade Chubb. I would not be eager to trade with how well he's playing right now, playing like a top 10 edge rusher in football uh, so far this season. You can tag Chubb at the end of the season and then essentially have the uh, Joker in the pool hall snapping the pool cue over his legs saying, one man can join my crew. Yep. Yep. Exactly. With uh, Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb. Um, Whoever plays the best next year, whoever you like the contract situation the best with, you can go forward with that guy and move on from the other one uh, and keep Baron Browning there as your super sub uh, edge rusher, which is a rotational position. People, even the best ones in football play only 70% of the snaps. So um happy to see Vaughn doing well. Not, I'm not at all bitter to see him on the bills succeeding. Um, 
will I, I, I will be bitter though if the Broncos end up against the Bills in the playoffs, and that's the difference maker. But that's a, I would, we would be lucky to be in that situation. At this point, you'll just be, hey, we made the playoffs. The yes. things turned around. Uh, it's yeah. it's almost a trade you'd be willing to make, saying, okay, we're two and three. If we go eight and, I can't do the seventeen game math anymore, man. I just can't. That's twelve games, eight. We go eight and four to finish it, and make the playoffs. All right. That's a yeah. trade I'd probably be willing to make if it's an out to the to Von Miller Bills. Yeah, hundred percent. And that Bills team, man, they're just, they're so good. Uh, Jeremy Bale saying, "Sup, guys? Can't wait to go to the game at SoFi. Go Broncos! Well, enjoy the game, have fun. Uh, wave to the five Charger fans there. We got Greg Smith saying, "Good morning, Broncos for breakfast." We got Tim Durrell saying, "Here's to shutting down Herbert and a Broncos win tonight." John Butler, this is a name I don't recognize, um, but he says, "Do you think the Broncos will address the offensive line uh, with or without a win later on the week?" the addressing of the offensive line is going to be guys already on the team getting healthy and getting out there and the players that are there improving. Um, but addressing the offensive line, you're going to see Quinn Miners out there this week. Uh, Billy Turner, hopefully. Uh, after that, you have Tom Compton maybe coming back at some point, which could make a difference. You could see if Cushenberry continues to play as poorly as he is. Maybe you see Graham Glasgow shift over there. Uh, maybe you see if the Broncos run blocking continues to struggle. Maybe Natani Moody gets a shot with Reisner benched. Uh, there's a lot of different scenarios. Unfortunately, the Garrett Bowles injury really threw a wrench in your possible movements uh, on the offensive line. But uh, I don't think you're going to see anything via trade or free agency that is going to move the needle at all for this team at no, this point. You're just hoping three healthy offensive linemen internally make a big difference. Yep. You know, you just mentioned Quinn Miners, Billy Turner, Tom Compton, if and when. Those guys are healthy and on the field. Hopefully you start seeing that improvement I talked about just a, a few minutes ago uh, and with internal options. It's not out of the question. It's not. But by mm -hmm. God, you know, I've been, I don't have all the information, so I'm asking a question, not making accusations. But how do, how do you sign these guys if you can't get them on? How do you sign them beforehand if you can't get them on the field? That's a, that's a, I guess I am making an accusation, but that is a, that is a black mark on your medical staff for unless they sign for physicals yeah. like doing the pre pre contract physicals yeah unless they knew that and they got them for cheap one year deals because of the risk there without high guarantees but then you're going in selling the fan base something How where much you kind of Billy Turner making before he made a good contract with the packers did he um, okay yeah he he actually they like i was an advocate for the broncos to retain billy turner when he was here and then left in free agency and it's like oh not at that contract. Uh, never mind. Enjoy Green Bay. Yeah, that's kind of what you just said about Vaughn. I, I, you're not yeah. beating, you're not beating the Buffalo Bills for Vaughn Miller fifty, sixty million dollars guaranteed. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Glenn Hare, morning, fellas. Glad to have Simmons back. Yeah, it sounds like uh, we have a. I bookmarked it earlier um, from Jeremy Fowler. I believe yes. Broncos are expected to activate All Pro safety Justin Simmons for the Chargers game. Uh, Greg Dulcich is also optimistic about getting activated to make his debut but the team is going to make the final determination there. So as uh, we see here from the comment from Glenn Harris talking about Simmons being back, uh, we'll see about Dulcich. Noah coming in. Can the Broncos win this game? Yes, they can. Uh, Chargers are a team that I think the Broncos match up decently with. Uh, if Justin Herbert goes nuclear, all bets are off, but uh, we'll see. Lance Johnson, good morning from Prosper, Texas. Beautiful start to the day. I'm looking forward to a fantastic finish to the day with a big W tonight. Well, I'm glad you had a fantastic start to the day. Uh, we had more wildfires pop up here yesterday in uh, Washington, and it's just one big kindling box right now. We need some rain bad. Lawrence also saying, good morning, everybody. Just waking up on a beautiful Monday and realize 
isn't how much it takes to have a birthday party. Oh, we covered this one. Well, hopefully a birthday was uh, great for the young one there. James Hyatt, good morning to you, James Hyatt. Um, Brandon G saying Fleming is pure trash at tackle. This is going to maybe upset your feelings, uh, Brendan, but he might have been the Broncos' best offensive lineman through the first five games of the year, and that's not Fleming is great by me. That is the rest of the offensive line is playing poorly. Um, Fleming's been really good in the run game. He struggles against speed rushers, no doubt, uh, but the Broncos have been impressed with them. I mean, you, I think you talked to Justin Outen or Nathaniel Hackett. Both have been uh, praised Fleming, uh, and I, I – shudder to think of what this offensive line would look like without him. Uh, and I can tell you one thing, there's a massive discrepancy right now between what internally Dove Valley and the Broncos think of Calvin Anderson at tackle versus what the fans and the, some of the media think. I know that Calvin Anderson is active on Twitter and talks with fans on Twitter, but it does not sound like the Broncos internally are excited about the opportunity uh, to play him out there. Anthony Pennington coming in with the stars on Facebook. He says, good morning, guys. How well do you think Browning will do with his wrist injury? He was, he could have played the rest of that, uh, that game against the Colts. It might impact him some, uh, cause of obviously your hand fighting in there at the edge spot, but I still think, you know, it's not a lower body injury or like an ankle or something like that. So it, it will impact him some, but I don't think it's going to be a thing where it's like a night and day difference. Now, that being said, to expect him to have the performance he had against the Colts again this week against the Chargers is not going to happen because he set the all-time PFF record or something for pressure rate and pass and rushing six grade. Six quarterback hits in that game against the Colts. The Colts changed their entire offensive line after that Broncos game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it won't, it won't be that easy for him. Uh, hopefully hopefully he's out there healthy and playing playing at his best. I think that's what we all want to see, Anthony. Appreciate the stars. You know who's putting in extra work is Gary Leeds Palmer. Uh, I think he came in here as Facebook user says stars aren't working. Gary, you might be on the um, the Mile High Huddle super fan group instead of on one of the other ones today. There's three Facebook groups that come in and you're probably following all of them and depending on which notification you came in. So because um, I didn't see you come in with that comment and I watch the other two, a uh, little inside baseball there, but appreciate you putting in the work, Gary, and coming in here. Uh, and Lawrence Rivera said, I asked the guys last night, but they didn't know about the seven on this A7 FL league. It's a seven on seven league. It's actually pretty good. And I see some players we could pull that can make instant impacts. But are there contracts stopping us from pulling in people like that? No. No. You can buy out contracts. Mm -hmm. And anybody in this league that nobody's ever heard of in the seven on seven, they're not making any money. Um, you say, hey, here's $100,000. That is your operating budget for the year. I want this guy. Um, but I seriously don't believe that there is a lot of players that would be an instant impact uh, from this seven-on-seven seven league. You would be better off hitting some practice squads for guys that are that are actually in the NFL that have made that. Doesn't say you can't. I mean, I helped put two players in the NFL through a television show, uh, Andrew Hawkins being one of them, who ended up playing eight years in the NFL. It can be done. Um, but I wouldn't be mining this as the answer to wide receiver room depth issues. Yeah. I mean, these seven on seven guys, the NFL will, the good NFL front offices will comb over the tape and these guys will get a practice squad or a training camp invite next mm -hmm. off season, but probably not happening this year. Just uh, too much of an ask there, but we got Antonio Aragon coming in here saying, good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you. Uh, welcome in. We all got Juan coming in saying, let's go Broncos. Let's get this dub. 
Good to see you. And James, I'll say hit that like button, folks. We appreciate that, James. Did we Anthony, say that Albert Knoppers as well? Albert, we he says, good morning, y'all. Okay, make it sure. Yeah. Good morning, Albert. One of our uh, one of our regulars coming in. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. 100%. Anthony coming in saying, good morning, guys. How do you think Brandon will do with the wrist injury? We talked about that. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Adam Strange coming in saying, what's up, Broncos Maniacs? Good to see you. Michael Ronquillo, good morning. Let's ride. Good to see you, Michael. We appreciate you. And we got a long one coming in here from Alan uh, Forrester saying, looking forward to tomorrow's game here in the UK. Alarm set for 115. Uh, glad we only have one more primetime game until the playoffs. That is unless we get flexed out or the Broncos are feisty enough that we get flexed into some games, which we hope. Um, but uh, a lot of easier to watch the earlier starts. Got a feeling we will beat the Chargers. Hell yeah, Alan. Also looking forward to the London game. Hopefully, Scott, you can get to Barrow Boy and Banker Pub Broncos fan meetup Saturday night. Uh, okay. Well, thanks for the heads up. Um, uh, that sounds great. I'll, I'll check it out. Um, plan on dragging Zach down to, uh, down to the South coast with me for Chelsea Brighton Saturday afternoon. And then we'll come back and and that's, uh, that sounds great. Alan, appreciate the heads up. And we appreciate Charles Webb coming in with the one ninety nine super saying, hopefully the Broncos defense can rattle Herbert. The chargers offensive line has not been great this season. Uh, they do have two pretty good interior offensive linemen, uh, but their tackle situation is poor and they are dealing with a lot of injuries on that unit right now. Obviously everybody knows where Sean Slater essentially out for the year, but they also Trey Pipkins at uh, right tackle is dealing with an injury, which would kick storm Norton out there to a uh, right tackle, which would not be great for them. Uh, he's been poor and their left tackle is Jameer Slate uh, Salyer, who is fell to the sixth round of this last draft. He's got a guard uh, body type, and he's playing tackle out there. It's one of these games where you will miss Randy Gregory because he would just envelope uh, Salyer out there at left tackle. But um, this is a game where Broncos are probably going to be able to limit the explosive pass plays because, A, the Chargers aren't trying to do that, really. And also, uh, the offensive line, I don't know if they can hold up long enough with the Broncos on paper advantage with the uh, edges versus the tackles. Um, you know, I'm going through the chat too. And as Naj says, and yes, Charles, you know, getting pressure on Herbert pressure tells all it's one of the discussions that we have all the time in, in team building, you know, I'll, I'll take the edge over the corner because the best, the best corner in the world is a quarterback on his hind end. Um, but Naj has said, it feels like we haven't scored more than 16 points since Peyton left. You know, I'm, I'm looking at, um, pro football reference in Denver Broncos and the highest, the Broncos have finished since 2015 is 22 in points per game. 22nd in points. So Naj, oh, you might not be wrong. No, I know you've scored more than 16, obviously, but I get why it feels like this. You've been a bottom third offense for that's seven years now, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, seven years. Yeah, I, I, I get it. So, and, and to be fair, that doesn't all turn around like that. Yeah. There are some bad habits that are on this team that will need some exorcism. And uh, Halloween's coming up. Like I said, I, I mentioned the Colts at the beginning of the show. Goose egg against Jacksonville Jaguars. New quarterback, old dog, new tricks. Um, wide receiver room, young with Michael Pittman. They have one guy, okay, Pittman, Sutton. And then they've got a bunch of question marks. Uh, a rookie tight end is one of their one of their top weapons. Rookie, rookie wide receiver, Alec Pierce stepping up. Who's going to step up like that? Um, Scott R. asked the question, does Russ read the field better tonight? Does he see his open wide receiver? Does he make the throws on time? A lot of that happens with better protection. 
Okay. So I understand, Nick, when you might say, well, he had time. Yeah. But if you've been getting your ass kicked for 45 minutes, you're jumpy. You know, you're okay. Where can I look where I can get the ball out quickly? Because I know I'm not going to have time. Turns out I did have time this one time, but better protection over the course of the game will lead to better quarterback play. I, I believe that. Yeah, you'd you'd hope so. The issue is that the Broncos so far this season, we talked about it on this morning show. If anybody joined us this morning, uh, you'll know the point I'm making here. But the Falcons offensive line so far this season has looked great and they have been great, but they've also been in situations where they can look great. Uh, you know, it's constantly second and three or third and two. And guess what? You can run or pass from there. You're not behind the sticks. You're not behind schedule. The Broncos so far this season, they've had the They've averaged third and seven or longer more than any other team in football. Uh, that's leading it to where it has to be these longer developing pass plays. You, the play action is not working. Teams aren't respecting it right now because they know on third and seven, you're not doing a t- classic drop back. This is a, so that takes it off the field, an area where this offense should be better. So really need to be better on first and second downs to give yourself better third down situations where you can go either way. And that starts with the procedural penalties being cleaned up. No more false starts, no more holdings, <clears throat> and just the running game uh, being more efficient and or and or the quick pass game, which both have been below average uh, so far this season. You look at the stats, and a lot of people closer to the Broncos trying to paint a more positive picture will be like, oh, my God, the Broncos are second in the NFL in explosive pass plays so far this season. Look what Russ is doing. Well, that's the only thing they're doing right now. And it's is the, the busted explosive play, pass play. Yeah, right? Yes. You've heard me say before, the busted play is no basis for an offense. It's nice to have that in your locker. It's nice to have that improv- improvising ability from your quarterback. But that when that's all you've got, you don't have anything. Um, yeah. You know, you're, if your defense is holding it close enough, then fine. But if your defense isn't holding the team to under 10 points, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, Charles Webb coming in all saying, uh, great job, you guys. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Char- uh, Charles. We appreciate it. And uh, we got Miguel coming in here saying, if uh, Quinn Miners comes back, do you move Graham to center and get more push? I think it would help Dalton too. What do you think? If I think at first you're going to see, they need to get Turner out there as well, but Quinn comes back. I think you're going to keep Cushionberry and Dalton there. It's uh, left guard and center. If there is going to be a shift at center, I think it's going to be after the, the bye week you'll give yourself 14 days there to work in that new guy, work the center snap exchange. Uh, my understanding is that Russell Wilson has been the one who has been uh, pushing for uh, Cushionberry over, Glasgow at center because the difference of six, three versus six, six, but six, three or six, six, as Scott would say, doesn't matter if your offensive lineman is in your lap immediately upon snapping because he's getting driven back. Uh, so we'll see either way. Um, if your options are Cushionberry or uh, Glasgow there, it doesn't make much of a difference as far as your outside zone run scheme. Neither of those guys move very well to the second level. If you're trying to execute a block where your center snaps and then climbs and takes on a linebacker, Neither of those guys are doing that at any sort of league average clip. That's just, that's not their game. Uh, so some gives and takes with each of them. There's a reason the Broncos were so uh, hot for teacher with uh, Cam Jurgens last draft cycle, even looking to maybe trade up to go get him. Eagles take him at pick 58 or 60 or something. Oh, where did he go? Did he go before you picked? Yes. Uh, there mm-hmm. were three players to my understanding with that second round pick or the Broncos were <clears> really <throat> hot for in uh, Drake Jackson, uh, Cam Taylor, Britt, and Cam Jurgens, all three gone before the Broncos pick. And they end up with Nick Benito, who looked okay last week. Uh, so we'll see. But Quinn coming back, hopefully that'll help as well. We got, uh, I know this name. It's the old man, uh, Darren Kendall. Go Broncos. Thanks for staying positive. I know it's tough to do. 
it's uh, small potatoes out here uh, compared to a lot of things. And uh, also nine ninety nine super. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks, thanks, Dad. We appreciate Thank you, Mr. you. Kendall. I yeah. say, Mr. Kendall, I'm probably as old as your dad. Uh, it's I don't know. They're out there in Colorado <laughs> right now having a good time. Uh, the, uh, my hiking and mountain obsession definitely stems from them and uh, my grandpa as well. And I guess the, I'll announce now, but I haven't told my parents this yet, even either. Uh, but I will be out the next three days because I got a chance to backpack the enchantments uh, outside of Leavenworth, Washington. Hopefully we don't get smoked out, but a buddy of mine had, uh, and this permits, you have a, I think it's a 0.1 chance percent of winning every year. It's like the second toughest lottery to win for backpacking or hiking in the country. He had somebody back out and said, Hey, could you join? I'm going to drop what I can to do it. So shout out to Scott too, for being flexible with that, but I won't be here Tuesday through Thursday this week. Cause I will be. Eric's the got country. the five 30 wake up call tomorrow morning to do Broncos for breakfast after the game tonight. So I'm like, Eric, that's just staying up. So he, he might not have a wake up call. He might just stay up yep. and catch us in the morning. So it'll be me and Eric tomorrow for our day after our morning after reaction. hundred uh, percent. We got Jesse coming in saying long-term given the contract with Russell Wilson and not having top tier picks for a couple of years. Broncos get their top tier picks back next year. Uh, 2024 draft. I don't think they are without any, so not a couple years, just the year this year. Uh, how can the Broncos build a new offensive line with such limited resources? Are we stuck with what we have? This is a multifaceted question to me. Uh, you can find centers and guards in free agency with limited cap space every year. Now that you don't want to pay average guys, big money. Cause then you lose flexibility and you're kind of stuck with what Graham Glasgow has been with this team. I mean, when the Broncos paid Graham Glasgow at the time, I think he had the second biggest guard contract in the NFL and he has not lived close to that. So you want to be careful with those kind of things. Uh, but also um, the offensive line this year, it's pretty much all the same guys as last season, but the offensive line looks significantly worse than last year. That to me comes down to scheme fit for some of it, but also coaching. Butch Berry needs to be on the hot seat with how bad this offensive line has looked. Uh, obviously going from Mike Munchak and Chris Cooper, who's got that Vikings offensive line looking great um, is one thing, but this Broncos interior trio, Reisner, Cushenberry, Glasgow, they've regressed since last season. So uh, definitely need to have them on the hot seat. Um, <clears throat> I love this question from Jesse and I'm going to grab this uh, spammer coming in. There's a couple of them. If you want to get the, the tender one, you got them already. Uh, you've got money in free agency. There's only eight guards that are scheduled to be free agents making more than $3 million next year. That's it. So you can you can improve very nicely at guard with the proper scouting, and you've got the money to do it. So you've got to find the right – dig in and get the right scheme fit. What's interesting is out of the top 14 guys scheduled to be free agents, two of them are already Denver Broncos, Dalton Reisner and um, Tom Compton. So the money's already there. You've got it. Now let's make sure you're spending it wisely. On top of that, you do have your middle round draft picks where you can find good players to come in and play center and guard with third, fourth, and fifth round picks. We see it every year. We've called out a few of them, even at the tackle position in the third round. So um, it can be done, Jesse. Never fear. Yep, and uh, with coaching and health, a lot of things can change there. We got Chief Big Belly coming in here. Scott's frozen on my screen. I don't know about I'm you guys. frozen too. Okay. okay. Like I said, okay. I restarted to get the, the beginning of the day. I'm like, I, I paid way too much for this graphics card to be having these type of problems. It might be an internet connectivity thing, but you were kind of like that there for a second. It was a good look. Uh, Chief Big Belly, $10, saying, watching the film, most of Hackett's play calls, designs have been good past few weeks. Russ has been missing reads and throws. Hackett hasn't been perfect, but he's improved. Need the offensive line uh, to be fixed. I think the passing concepts have been good. I'm not impressed at all with the running concepts. Now, some of that might be because 
The other team I've been watching a lot of this season has been the Falcons and their run game has been beautiful to watch uh, so far this season. But uh, definitely I think the, there's a mismatch marriage right now, or just lack of cohesion between the play design where the reads is supposed to go. And Russell Wilson guys have been getting open specifically Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. That being said, a lot of those are the quick pass game, which been screaming Russell Wilson's not been the best at that in his career. Uh, something's got to give. It's one reason we are screaming about, I've been screaming about the offensive line and the run game need to be good. So that way you can not lean as heavily on the quick game, which right now is not happening. So uh, hopefully that'll get better this week. Um, we still got a lot of games left though, to get it uh, worked out. And if we're at least feeling like we're going the right direction at the end of the season with the offense, um, hopefully that'll be enough. Although missing the playoffs again, is going to be rough. Yeah. I, I, I said earlier uh, a little bit that I feel like better protection over the course of the game will lead to better decision-making from your quarterback. You just get, you get happy feedback there. You get, uh, you know, not punch drunk. It's not the right word. That's when you've already taken your beating, but you know, you're, you're trigger happy. Um, and you, you, you start getting rid of the ball. You don't trust yourself. You trust, okay, I'm going to go one read. But again, we've seen some of the scheming that we know, you know, if we want to get on Hackett for not doing his job well, we've seen improvement and we've seen guys getting open that aren't being hit. I'm not going to put that all on Russell Wilson yet because he's not getting the time consistently back there to throw. I'd like to see that happen on the offensive line. So I'm basically, I'm a trench person. And if you're poor in the trenches, I don't start blaming everything else until we start fixing the trenches. Yep. Yep. And uh, just while we're wrapping up here pretty soon, I got to get going. I can't be too late today. Naj first though. 1990. Oh, did we get this one? No, nope, uh, Naj is behind... coming in double time. The brace. Naj for the brace. Appreciate you, Naj. Thank you. He says behind closed doors, Wilson realized how poorly he's played or as handlers convincing him. Otherwise Warren Moon said at best, he needs to quit social media and focus on football thoughts. I mean, that'd be great if you just kind of saw a closed door there with the social media, you know, revenge kind of stuff going there. But uh, I think Russell Wilson understands uh, that he is playing poorly. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt on that. Yeah, he, he said it. If he's come out and said it, it starts with me. Whether he believes it or not, he's saying the right things. It's got to get better. I don't know how to quit. And, and you know, the social media, he probably didn't even run his own social media, honestly. You know, he's got people for that. That's part of the Russell Wilson branding. Um, you know, it, it helps invite more scrutiny, but, you know, more of it's just, again, the timing of the new scheme and trusting your receivers coming out there, trusting your offensive line, and, you know, knowing that sometimes you're going to take a hit. It's is, is all part of it, and I'll say it one more time, then I'll be done with it, Nick. I won't say anything again about it till tomorrow. As the offensive line improves, Russell Wilson will improve. It's crazy because the offensive line uh, advanced metrics show that this Broncos offensive line is like top five so far this season, which is just the eye test is so mm. there's a massive discrepancy between those. It's I don't I don't get it. I'm racking my head at that. It, it um, means trust your eyes, trust what you see, because you don't know what they are grading or how they are grading it. Like I said, if I if I run two plays first and second where the defense is basically allowing me you know, take what the deep offense, you know, you always say, take what the defense gives you. And then on third down, they say, okay, that's enough. We're going to go get the quarterback. They can, they've been able to get to the quarterback whenever they want to. We saw that on both sides, that, that Colts Denver Broncos game was two of the worst offensive lines where we will see all year. They could get to the quarterback into the backfield whenever they wanted to like, okay, we, 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 we shut it down. Uh, it's third down. Now let's go get the quarterback. And they did every single time. I don't, care 
what happens on first and second in your grading if they can get to my quarterback whenever they freaking want to. Yeah. Okay, they they won two out of three reps. Yeah, but the third one was all that mattered. So you can you can you can shove your grades. We know what we see. Shove your grades. I love that. That's what Scott said in school. Um, Albert Alfred's <laughs> coming in saying, "Is there a gut reaction tonight?" Uh, there, I think there will be a gut reaction tonight. It'd be pretty crazy yeah, if there always. wasn't. Yeah, always. always. So. Zach and Chad will be on uh, tonight. After if it, we we actually started early, we started before the game was over and did a watch along um the during overtime so i we were on we we're sitting here talking behind the scenes i'm like hey everybody's here let's just do it as a watch along and uh you know i i like the idea of doing more of those um the problem is availability and who can do them and that type of thing on on sundays but for a primetime game when we're going to be potting we might start early again and finish the last few minutes as a watch along so you know if you're home want a second screen and watch along with us we'll be here Hundred percent. It'll be a lot of fun, um, Scott. We got to start wrapping up here because I got to go do a grocery pickup. But um, what does the if the Broncos do this? They lose the game. If the Broncos don't accomplish this, they lose the game. What is your one thought on that? Convert third downs. Convert third downs. That's I think I, if I'm looking about what they are on them, forget. Okay, if they can't get to if they can't put pressure on Justin Herbert, that's one of them. If they can't stop the running game, that's another one. But what can they do? What can you know when we're talking about this offense again? If they're not converting third down and they're putting their team, their defense out there in third and on uh, on three and outs consistently, like they've been doing the last several weeks, it doesn't matter how good this is. This is where I agree with Zach when when Chad was talking about well the the defense didn't step up when they had to, man. When when you're forty you know forty minutes to twenty minutes in time of possession and you've got eight three and outs, the defense is going to break. They, they will. They, I don't care how good they are. They will break. Convert third downs, extend drives, pick up your defense. They've been holding. They've been. They've been holding you. They're, they're the only reason you, you're two and three. So it's time to start carrying your own weight on offense. And I'm not even talking about scoring thirty points. Convert third downs and help your defense out. Yeah, hundred percent. And okay, so the Broncos do that. Mine's going to be red zone. Um, they've been horrible in the red zone. They kind of corrected it there early, but. You only have so many possessions where you can get down there. You need to freaking punch it in. Three points is not going to do it against Justin Herbert. You need to walk away with seven and figure that out. So uh, the Broncos, I guess that's kind of the same thing there. Um, What's the main thing you are worried about for the Chargers in this game? As far as what they can do? Yes, if they get their the players. Run, if, they get, if they get both sets of their offense running at the same time. If they can, if they run the ball and if, if their offense is working in tandem with the running game and the passing game, they're going to be a tough beat. Yeah, that's uh, that's one for me for, uh, as well. I'm going to go with the tight end here. I know the Broncos have actually not been horrible against the tight end as much as people like to scream about it. Uh, the last two seasons, they've actually been one of, I think, the top five teams in uh, stopping tight ends uh, in terms of like fantasy points, which is not the best metric, but that's yards and touchdowns. You know, So that does uh, matter some when you're looking at that. So the Broncos have been pretty good against tight ends. I think the Chargers are going to really emphasize the tight end position in this game, specifically Gerald Everett. Keenan Allen is doubtful in this game. The Broncos are missing Josie Jewell and Caden Stearns, two guys that are helpful in the short pass game, uh, specifically over the middle of the field. So I expect uh, Gerald Everett to be a guy who concerns me in this game. And he's, he stands out uh, because he wears a single digit Jersey. I think it's number seven. Uh, so a tight end wearing number seven you know, stands out. So that's one that concerns me a bit. Uh, and finally, before we wrap it up here, Scott, uh, final score, what's your final score prediction? 
Oh, I think I don't know that I've picked one right so far this year. So we'll go. I'm going Chargers, the home team favorite. Uh, it's the best thing I can do for you, Broncos country. Um, 27-17. I have the Broncos losing uh, 20 to 13. I don't think the offense gets it going. And I think that the offensive tackle position against Khalil Mack is uh, enough there. And I think Justin Herbert protects the football and the Broncos, whether it be Russell Wilson throwing it blind or a Melvin Gordon cough up, do something like that once again this week to uh, lose the game. Hate to be a negative Nancy um, on that, but uh, I picked against the Broncos last week. I was right. I, I'm doing, I'm pulling a Scott here. I'm hedging. I'm, if the Broncos win, I'm going to be happy to be wrong. If they lose, I'm going to be like, well, see, I was right. So <laughs> we'll see how it plays yeah, it's, out. It's tough. When you've got an emotional connection, it, 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 it makes it hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and whether or not I care about the Denver Broncos winning or losing, I care about this community and I have an emotional connection with this community. I want y'all to be happy. I yeah. do. I want y'all to be happy. So it, it changes your robotic logic that I have for most other games. Well, it doesn't help when they played like this. You know, how do you win an 11 to 10 game? How do you pick that? You can't pick that. Come on. Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be tough, but uh, Broncos got a chance to win today. Hopefully I'm wrong on that, but we'll see. Uh, Monday night football. Broncos got a chance to go three and three. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, we got Kayleon saying it's going to be at the game as well. Um, hit up with, uh, oh God, who was it earlier? Said they were going to be at the game. Was it James Hyatt? Uh, I do not recall, but uh, yeah, no, hit up the game, go to a bar or something beforehand, but we appreciate you guys joining us today. Um, make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following us at uh, BFB underscore pod, as well as at mile high huddle. And if you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. Uh, we appreciate guys. And as also the ticker says underneath, please subscribe, like, and share over on YouTube. Click that bell notification. So that way, you know, when we go live, uh, Scott, good show. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it on up? No, it's Monday. We got football Monday night. Looking forward to watching the game tonight. And we'll see y'all tonight for the gut reaction. And if you are a morning person, like most of y'all are, hope to see you tomorrow. Expect to see you here tomorrow. Eric and I will react to the game and hopefully see see scott you never should have doubted broncos broncos always whoop the chargers yeah and if you guys are pain in pain of offense uh after this week you guys can watch uh bama x's uh crimson tide take on the vols the replay what is it 52 (laughs) points given up by the bama defense most since like 1908 or something Uh, what a 12 game game broke out i um i don't particularly like 100 point games honestly yeah i i I don't be like oh it's the greatest game i ever saw i'm like uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a basketball game. It's not, I like to see plays being made on both sides and the teams are, the defenses are so worn out. It's just, yeah. it was, it was an exciting game. And I thought it was a, <laughs> we'll get out of here. I was very happy for Tennessee, you know, 15 years. That was, was like, I've never rooted for Tennessee balls in my life. And I actually was getting misty watching the reaction and everything. I'm like, you know, they, they good for them. But I'm not a big fan of 100-point games. I'm really not. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, guys, I got to get it out of here. We appreciate you, everyone. Uh, continue to choose passion and kindness. Andrew Lamp first coming in saying, morning, hate to say it, but maybe the NFL should just play the Chiefs bills every week. That's some good football. It was good football. Um, but uh, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, sorry, Bama X, um, teasing you here with this one. But uh, I'm in the world of pain watching the Broncos and the Hawkeyes. So uh, seeing any sort of uh, offensive output like that, you know, 
put hair on my chest or something. I don't know. Uh, but we appreciate you guys so much. Like I said, I won't be here the next three days because I will be deep in the hearts of the Central Cascades, hopefully above the smoke. Um, and Scott will be holding down the fort here. So I'll see you guys again on, God, next Monday, week from today. Um, nice little break for me. And then uh, hopefully we get a chance to talk about a 3-3 three three Broncos team. But until then, make sure you guys continue to choose kindness and compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Morning, Broncos country. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing but you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com